0: Hey everybody, absolutely fantastic episode of The Morning Show today. We discuss what is going on right now with some projects like Pixel Vault and others that have been delaying the release of games and we actually compare their progress to entities like Board Ape Yacht Club, Yuga Labs, who have been executing at a high level. We also do an episode or an edition, I should say, of Buy, Sell, or Send It to Zero with Easy, where he talks about five different collections, Pepe Checks, Invisible Friends, Heads, Pixelmon, and Other Deed over Overall, it's a fantastic episode of this show. Sponsored by So Rare. Sign up at the slash so rare. If you enjoy fantasy sports and NFTs, please sign up at thenifty.com slash so rare. NBA, MLB, and international football, you know, American soccer fans should definitely sign up. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Wednesday, March 1st, and you have tuned into the special Nick's Birthday Edition of the NFT Morning Show. We're going to be talking about the Web3 Gaming Frenzy. We run this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.15. There he is. He's got a big old smile on his face because it's his birthday. Uh, Anyway, we run this show Monday through Friday. uh Uh-oh, that just turned into a frown. It's his birthday, and he'll cry if he wants to, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Monday through Friday, we run this show 9 a.m. to 10, 15 a.m. Eastern Time each and every week. I'm back today, ladies and gentlemen. We're ready to rock. Nifty Nick, the funniest man in the business as my co-host, also developer extraordinaire. Easy Eats Bodega, the host of GMGM Market Talk, the host of Web3 Made Easy, a rising content creation star, and most importantly the founder of Bodogos, soon to hit a blockchain near you, soon to be the number one NFT collection on a blockchain near you. King Kicks. he needs to get his ass on the Twitter stage. He's a gaming CEO extraordinaire. His brothers should have been playing Dookie Dash for him. They could have made him big money. Instead, they chose to fade his recommendation. Look out for Cyber Stadium coming out soon. Should be a good one. We got Spencer. The founder of Spencer Ventures, got to get him on the uh, Twitter stage as well. Also sporting a killer acid hoodie like I am today. Spencer's fund, uh, I got to say and I'm going to go ahead and draw a line in the sand. It's the top performing NFT fund out there. I can't think of another one. Signal, representing her little pudgies. I bought two of those yesterday. Uh, Signal's the host of Artist Spotlight. The artist, interviewer extraordinaire, absolutely love her sophisticated takes on what's going on in the NFT market. And last but not least, we have Bunny. Bunny, it says that uh, 12-fold is giving you early Bordea club vibes.
1: Dude, these things are going to be
2: huge, man. These are like the autoglyphs of Bitcoin, man. Think about like you knew that they were going to pop off beforehand. I tried to switch the bio late, though. I didn't know it was Nick's birthday. I didn't get him anything.
0: What would you have gotten him if you knew?
2: A sense of humor.
0: Oh, Oh, Nick, did you hear that? Would you accept a sense of humor uh, from Bunny in a little uh, wrapped-up box? Who's this guy? (laughs) No birthday love for Bunny. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, I also forgot to introduce our producer, Clemente. Clemente, what's going on, amigo? How you doing? Good, good, good morning. All right, very short. A short greeting from Clemente. He's strictly business. Anyways, we have a lot to talk about today, everybody. Uh, we're going to be talking about the gaming situation in the NFT space. We uh, have a, a number of topics from the newsletter to discuss as well. Talking about Solana also later in the show, so really excited to hear from Easy on that. We also have our new favorite segment, Buy, Sell, or Send It to Zero with Easy. Eats Bodega. That's a lot of fun. That's where we take five collections and we discuss whether whether it's a buy, whether it's a sell, or whether we're sending it to zero. Uh, as far as the question of the—oh, and one note to call out, Clemente, I see you put in here that captains are now at 5.5 Ethereum. That is captains by MemeLand and 9GAG. Uh, and that was a call for easy on buy, sell, send last week. What were they at? Sub-5 when Easy called that? Is that right? 3. They were at 4.5. Clemente, what were you saying? There was a, a flood of audio in my ears right there. Clemente, what was uh, that? I'll let easy take it. So they were at four easy,
3: 3.95. And I said they look good to get back over five. They then flew to 5.95 last night. Once again, I didn't trade my own decision on that. I'm a pro at it. I'm a pro at not taking my own, uh, my own financial
4: advice. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I bought a Pixelmon. <laughs> well, we'll have to talk about that Pixelmon buy. Spencer, how you doing, man? Before we get into the show, how's the institutional capital uh, feeling this morning?
5: I'm feeling good, man. You know, I'm looking at the market, things are up, specifically my bags, and that's what you'd like to see. And, you know, I, I kind of can't complain. I'm a little bit surprised. I thought we probably might have retraced a little bit harder here, but. You know, taking some profits as we can, and just letting the rest cook, and it's a good feeling. Um, watching watching a lot of the top projects ride. Even even the uh, Doggos seem to be like kind of pushing up a little bit. Uh, Bored Ape Kennel Club dogs. That is not yet the Boat Doggos themselves. Not
0: available uh, yet.
5: You know that they, they're just the the Doggos are too exclusive. We can't even have them in our wallets. So we got to go for the off brand. You know, the Yuga off brand. Uh, it's the one we got at home. <laughs> Uh, pretty excited about it, though, hitting hitting back up at 80 ETH. That means, like, I don't know if you guys did this, but um, I was buying dogs when the sewer pass claim was happening uh, with the intent to sort of sell them right after. uh, And the bottom for seven, they increased the claim for my board Apes by another, like, you know, rather than getting the three ETH, we got the six ETH pass, sold that for three, so that was a three ETH benefit. And now they're also up which is crazy. You would have expected them to go down after that super pass claim, but the Yuga ecosystem is low-key cooking.
0: Mm. I mean, love to hear it. That's the top ecosystem in all of NFTs. Uh, if you don't have some type of exposure, whether it's, I mean, something, then you, you, you got to think about what you're doing out there. Uh, anyway, today's question of the day. Uh, Clemente, what's today's question of the day? What did you want to be when you grew up? All right. Hey, birthday boy, Nifty Nick, what did you want to be when you grew up?
2: Depends on, depends on what year you were speaking about, um, because, you know, my my sort of vision for the future changed over time as I became realistic. First, I wanted to be a ballerina, P.O. And then uh, after, did you really I found out that? Uh, no, oh, okay. um, but I did not know if
0: you had Barishnikov aspirations.
2: I, I, I did do ballet for a year, uh, but I was made fun of terribly and beaten <laughs> as a child for, for doing that. And so I realized uh, no longer ballet was my thing. Um, so I upgraded to tap dance. Then from the tap dance, people uh, still, the, the relentless beatings continued. So I shifted my ambitions to a rock star. That seemed to be socially acceptable. Um, and that, and uh, was the, only was the movie Billy Elliott based on you? Uh, I haven't even seen that movie, but my guess is yes. Uh, as I as I switched my ambitions to a rock star, it was more socially acceptable. However, uh, the situation that I ran into at that point was that I was unwilling to practice anything, um, you know, uh, so that that didn't help out, um, and that continued on through much of my life as I wandered aimlessly through the streets and through my childhood and through school until a miracle drug called Adderall came about. And then, so starting at the age of 16, I started to harness my internal entrepreneurialism. And, uh, you know, my visions all changed drastically. Suddenly, I'd read textbooks on corporate finance and, uh, uh, while I was working at Ritz Camera, a one-hour photo place. Um, and so, yeah, suddenly I started to have uh, visions of entrepreneurship Spencer's over here yawning. You know, as I'm telling this story, That's just, I find that to be disrespectful.
0: He's got the headphones okay. over the hoodie too. I mean, this guy's just on another level this morning.
5: Well, you know, Nick, uh, you tell the stories of your youth, and they really they don't they don't click for me. I don't know. I mean, happy birthday! I'm sure, I'm sure as an older fart that you've become, that you may uh, one day become fade into irrelevance in the NFT space. Hopefully, this is not the year for you that that happens. But. Um, you know, I don't know. It's just it's it's hard to stay engaged. Maybe, maybe spruce <laughs> it up a bit.
4: Throw in a few, Spencer you know, as a nineties kid, it's it's hard to get along with an 80s kid. They just lived a different kind of life, you know? Oh,
0: for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna they go play
4: in the Commodore, dude. Like we had Super Nintendo.
0: I'm gonna Which throw is... it, yeah, I'm gonna throw a no comment on that kicks, uh, and I'll tell you afterwards on the show why. Uh, but uh, I was ready to hit the blowhorn because I was just really enjoying everything Spencer just said, but I realized I'm in an undisclosed location right now, and there's a different roadcaster here, and thus, I don't have the the blowhorn. We got some audience responses. We got Cryptopolis saying the head chef at a fine dining restaurant, what happened to that dream? You're
2: at your mom's house, Theo. What? You're at your mom's house, and also, I feel like when you were a kid, you dreamed of spending your life in your mom's house (laughs) uh, when you you grew up and were running a business, is actually kind of what I I would think that maybe your dream was, because right now, you're living it.
0: I'm in an undisclosed location. I had to travel far, which is why I missed the show yesterday. There were armed guards, black trucks, uh, you know, uh, bulletproof vests, and all that for the transport. So I'd appreciate you not uh, give any hints as to what my location is. Sarah, script, friend of the show, a friend of ours said an artist. She also wanted to be a ballerina for a little bit too. Well, that's a different type of artist, uh, Sarah, but an artist nonetheless. Spencer, you said you wanted to be a DJ when you grew up. I don't believe that. I don't think five year old Spencer was like, I want to be a professional gambler. Uh, Camila Noguera said she wanted to be an artist. Look, this is getting boring. All the artists are just saying they wanted to be artists. We get it. We get it. You fulfilled your dreams. That's pretty cool. Congratulations, Primal Key said. A major league baseball player. That's an American sport. Uh, if you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, people in other countries might not know uh, that baseball is an American sport. But anyway, we will read more of those responses throughout the show. Uh, real quick, got a shout out to our sponsor. So rare. Two days in a row. It seems we're dropping uh, a little bit of so rare uh, love here. SORARE, if you're into fantasy sports, right? If you're into baseball, basketball, uh, international football, you know, soccer, then SORARE is the platform for you. You can actually own NFTs that represent the players that are on your team. You can keep them, you can trade them. It's built on layer two Ethereum. So all you blockchain maxis, all your ETH maxis out there, it's built on Starkware. So a layer two on ETH, you can actually bridge them to ETH proper to, to mainnet if you want. Uh, in February, SoRare are closed with $22 million in sales volume. It just feels like it's creeping up and up and up. There was a $69,000 LeBron James card sale. So what are you waiting for? This is an example of a free to play game. You sign up, you get a bunch of free NFTs. There's no expectation of you selling those NFTs, but you actually use those NFTs to play the game And potentially, if you're good, win higher value NFTs that you can then roll back in and play with or you can actually sell. So sign up for SoRare at thenifty.com slash SoRare. I got a tweet pinned to the top for this month's giveaway on SoRare. That's thenifty.com slash SoRare. Uh, And it looks like Clemente, are we giving away NBA tickets and NBA store gifts? Is that right? It's looking like it. we're not We're not playing around for March. Okay, so we'll talk about that a uh, little later in the show when we talk about SoRare again. It sounds like we're giving away some—you're going to get a chance to actually go to a game. Hey, Clemente, you think that SoRare will let me and Nick go to a game? <laughs> I don't know. I'm making my coffee right now, so maybe ask me in like 15 minutes. Okay, all right. Well, there you go. Um, anyway, over to Signal for the weather report. Can't wait to hear what's
1: going on in the NFT space. Sig, please take it away. Yeah, GM guys, feel like I have to throw a bucket of ice water on on uh, onto Clemente yeah. for his like morning cold shower. <laughs> yeah, what's going on, Clemente? <laughs> It is a coffee and a cold shower ASAP, but onto the NFT markets. GM, everyone, Wednesday, the 1st of March, we had total market volume coming in at 88 million, Blur at 60 million, OpenSea at 17, so we still see Blur capture most of that market share. Onto leaders, not much change. We are seeing apes up at almost 73, which is great. We've got Pudgies breaking up almost to oh, 6 ETH, which is uh, good. Moonbird's also making a move up. Could be due to the uh, upcoming announcement tomorrow. Everything else still pretty flat for the moment. Over the past 24 hours, the headlines You got MetaMask announced the launch of their SDK in the Unity Asset Store, allowing developers to connect their games to MetaMask wallet. As well as this, the team announced their early adopter program, which offers a $100,000 grant and guidance to helping gaming develops, uh, developers. So Lots of news in the gaming ecosystem another piece of gaming news is pixel Bolt. they dropped their long-awaited protocol white paper reboot 43 pages long and it outlines all the problems that are currently happening in gaming right now and how reboot aims to solve these issues with a decentralized solution inhabitants formerly meta heroes have responded very well to this news and they're still holding strong at point six Onto the art side of the market, while well, Cosmo Medici announced Art Tank Tuesdays in partnership with Rollbit, every Tuesday the Medici Emerging Collection will purchase $1,500 of art. The goal is to acquire electric art from a wide variety of new artists from different genres and support the digital art ecosystem. And then lastly, today is the last day for, uh, for Toad Lick. Sorry, Lick the Toad ahead of the summoning next Wednesday. You have to make sure that you've played your sewer passes. Otherwise, they won't be eligible for whatever is coming next week. Sewer passes still holding at a 2.4 ETH floor, which is incredible considering these haven't been traded on blur. On to crypto. Most things are holding up well there. you got BTC slightly moved up towards uh, 24K, still holding 23.7, while ETH is in this sort of 1600 range. And so overall, for midweek, volume is still holding strong across the markets. Top five pro- projects still doing well over 2,000 uh, ETH in volume. So for now, it looks like it's cloudy, but we still have some outbreaks of sunshine happening across the markets. Back to you, folks
0: absolutely fantastic weather report as usual signal also wanted to shout out someone's uh c- comment the other day someone asked if me reading the newsletter is just me mansplaining what signal did in her weather report and the answer is no we have a it's a separate it's, it's yes <laughs> it's a separate thing it's, why, you,
2: why weren't you honest with that response dude that's disrespectful dude for the, like, if you're if you're gonna man- mansplain you at least want people you like just acknowledge what it is dude like i feel like that's the way to approach it and it's like it's unfair to all of the women out there that who you're sort of just talking over on a consistent basis dude mm-hmm. like i just I, i'm look as the local resident feminist on this show i i just want to say that that really it's it, we've had enough you well, we had enough of it, P.O. Yeah, and I'd
4: also, on, on my days, I'd appreciate it if you didn't do it to me either.
2: Shame on
0: me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, for a long time, Signal actually wrote both the weather report and the newsletter. So, no, it's not me mansplaining anything. Anyway, updates from the newsletter, the Nifty Daily Digest, you can subscribe at the nifty.com. That's T H E N I F T Y.com. Gets published seven days a week. Uh, sandbox the virtual gaming world announced its growth via acquisition of the german game developer studio swiper so sniper with a v instead of an n uh, yeah, i love german names yeah gotta love them uh gotta love you know uh at the end of the day just gaming becoming more and more relevant in nfts Dmitry cherniak the artist of ringers tweeted that he would help to make a QQL, which, if you remember, is the generative art project follow-up to Fidenza by Tyler Hobbs and Dandelion. So someone that has a QQL mid pass is gonna be able to, I guess, team up with Dmitry Cherniak. This is what a lot of people expected to happen was really notable artists trying their hand with Hobbs's algorithm. So that's definitely interesting. Uh Zag. Pick me up. <laughs> I forgot you have one. Zagabond, the founder of Azuki, tweeted that Azuki has not raised any venture capital funding and has no external corporate backing. A little bit of a flex there from Zagabond saying we're we're big time without uh you know, without the the big boys backing us. Uh the Bank of England Deputy Governor revealed that the country's central banks keenest attention, There's a little UK phrase, keenest attention, was aimed at the regulatory impacts of new payments technology like a CBDC, ladies and gentlemen, a central bank digital currency. They've been saying it for years. They've been saying it since 2020. It's not an if, but a when CBDCs are going to hit Hit the uh, streets here in, in the monetary world and uh looks like the, the talks are heating up. Last Sounds but not like a new legal version of uh
4: like weed, you know what I mean? Like C B D C. It's like the new strain.
0: It, basically, basically. Uh, last but not least, $9.2 million of user funds have been stolen on the Algorand blockchain. I'm sure EZ knows what that is from the wallet provider MyAlgo, who has urged their users to withdraw funds immediately as they further investigate the cause of the hack. $9.2 million scam in crypto. That's light work. We see that stuff before breakfast. Anyway, those are your updates from the Nifty Daily jo- Digest. Again, subscribe at the nifty.com. That's T-H-E-N-I-F I want to throw over to birthday boy, uh, Nifty Nick. Uh, It's your birthday, man, so you get to choose what we talk about. What's going on?
2: Well, I should be able to do that every day, P.O., but thanks for (laughs) acknowledging that on my birthday. It is an important day, and it's a national holiday. Uh, I had some other people say that it was their birthday, but that one is not uh, acknowledged nationally. But happy birthday to you all as well. Uh, The thing that I was going to bring up here first is the Pixel Vault story. I, You know, I said the other day, I'm tired of uh, shitting on companies. And I don't want to do that here again. uh, I I really don't want to. But there's something that we need Uh. to address. Yeah, we need to address something with this. Usually when someone introduces a game-changing framework that can be open-sourced for everybody to use, they usually have a game, right? Like, usually, like, if Fortnite and Epic, if Epic released... Uh, an SDK that developers could use to go build something. People would be like, "Damn!" And they built Fortnite using that platform, and and suddenly developers would go and it would transform the gaming landscape. Pixel Vault. I don't know what's been going on with their games. Basically, uh, it's supposedly they're building a AAA uh, game at the moment. Although now it's pivoted to uh, a smaller, um, a smaller game at this moment in time. Yeah, they and, took one A uh, off. We're saying they're double A now. Okay. so, <laughs> so uh, But but what they did here with – so if you go through this protocol, uh, it looks slightly ridiculous. But it's also – it seemed like introducing it as a white paper is, is like just a weird approach. That said, okay, maybe someone in one of their departments was working on the white paper for this thing. Um, while, the, while the other team is like actively building the game. So, so it's not necessarily accurate. I just don't, I don't know. It's like, it's like me proposing uh, the, the future of blockchain protocols right now uh, because we have a podcast, or maybe that's irrelevant, a future podcasting decentralized network uh, that transforms the future of podcasting. No, that would actually be more relevant. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with a good example here. Uh, where it's something that we haven't done, uh, but we make a promise that we're going to do, basically. Um, well, so, I, I, don't I know it's,
4: through it's, the I read through the white paper. maybe more skimmed is an appropriate word because it's forty pages long. Um, there is some interesting, you know, mechanisms in there, like like trying to make sustainable reward systems and, and stuff like that, uh, using uh, like protocol fees from LPs and stuff like that. So there was some interesting stuff in there. What is funny though is that you know Beanie left Pixel Vault, you know, whatever, sometime last year. Um, I consulted on a project alongside Beanie in April 2021, and he had this exact idea. So, in like, April
0: 2021,
4: uh, two years ago. Yeah he he was he was literally pitching like a decentralized arcade uh, uh, token system. Uh, not saying that they like th- that he came up with the 40 page dossier, but I think you know. There is some, you know, a lot of people uh, don't like Beanie, but he was very, very smart um, when it came to doing some things like this. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure they fleshed it out like way farther and added their own elements and stuff like that. But yeah, I actually like read through the white paper. I definitely understand your concerns, Nick, of like, you know, building the protocol before you have a game to even put on the protocol. Um, but at least I think they're like trying to do some, some like interesting things, like. Once again, making like sustainable like reward systems uh, that can like actually have longevity to them.
2: And, and at a minimum, we've been hearing from them over the past couple of weeks, which is different than basically the pr- the previous year. Like the last time we heard something, I feel like was at Vcon when they partnered uh,
0: with uh, with Dana White from the UFC, but not the UFC specifically.
2: And also, wait, what? Well, and also, where is it? That's what like, I meant. Did they launch
1: something with them? I have
2: no idea. Yeah,
1: I- and also just like on this protocol paper, I kn- like, I know it's a white paper. So all of these things are gonna be really extensive, but one of the challenges that I think Pixel Bolt have always had is that people have always said it's very complicated. And even with this announcement, it's a breakthrough for them. They're saying it's a breakthrough protocol. And I'm sure what they're trying to do is, you know, pushing the gaming ecosystem forward. But I think they can take a lot of lessons from other collections, such as, and I, you know, I'm going to use this, something like Pudgy Penguins, where their announcements and how they get you excited for them, you, you only have to watch one minute, and you're like, I get it, I understand it, and I know what like what their next step is. I feel like with this white paper. I would have wanted an announcement alongside it that just explains it in one minute, what it is, why it's significant, because then it allows people like Kix who want to go into 40 pages or people like Jonah who want to sit down and read it, read it. But it also allows people who are outside of gaming and don't quickly sort of understand that information to watch a one minute video and go, okay, now I can go and tell other people what this whole white paper is about because when i'm seeing people talk about it they're like can somebody just give me the tldr that's it i only want the tldr and that doesn't exist right now and i think pixel vault should have had that alongside the white paper
4: yeah i definitely agree i think the best way to like explain the tldr is that they're trying to build like a decentralized ecosystem that has things baked into the protocol that lots of games need so for example like uh matchmaking like skill-based matchmaking so making sure that uh if you're a really good player you're not like dunking on people that are absolute noob so they have like skill-based matchmaking built into the protocol they have like a sustainable reward system that they're trying to build into the protocol where basically like lp fees and some other p's uh, <laughs> other fees go to pay out like people that are winning at the skill-based matchmaking um but yeah, and then there's some other components. It's hard to really like boil it down. But yeah, basically, they're trying to build like a, a protocol so that if you had a cool idea for an on chain game, like for example, like Cyber Stadium, like we could like plug Cyber Stadium into this protocol and be able to tap into skill based matchmaking and their reward system, et cetera, et cetera.
2: The, the way that you're explaining that though is as though you're like a, a, a professor at a university. Uh, of someone who's like basically explaining how to make a game versus someone who's actually making the game. So here's the textbook that I wrote on how to make a game and all the gaming dynamics that show into it. So if I deconstruct this business, then in theory I should be able to go build a business. Yeah. But the problem is is I haven't built a business. And, so, and, and instead I'm just at the local university, uh, not a A university, like a A university, and, uh, and I'm, like, teaching a class on how to build games. And that, to me, is the thing that's just, like, just absolutely bonkers. Like, look, uh, we were having this conversation yesterday about, like, Yuga Labs is uh, building on top of pre-existing platforms. But they even got a Flash game out the door. And people say, oh, my God, it's only a Flash game. But the reality is, if all that is is a Flash game, and they're saying they're a gaming company, the marketing message... Matches what they're saying, like they've been saying all along. So, and, and to me, that's the most, the single most important thing. And I feel like Pixel Vault saw that. They said that they're launching a, a brawler uh, game or something like that. Um, which I don't. I mean, I'm assuming a brawler means people fighting. I don't like. I I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Like, Kicks would genre. know. Yeah, Kicks would know better. But go ahead. But, but the bottom line is literally they could just spend 25 grand or 50 grand on like a flash game to go make to like get things moving and like yeah. have things to show that like hey we're in the lab building things and and that's that's what progression feels like and i think for, in your case kicks what you all are doing with cyber stadium is an example is an example of that you're saying we're a gaming company we launched this first thing we have this other thing that we're launching look we're like on the field, we're out of here. We're playing. We're like actively building. Like here's demonstrations of like what's come out, and that we're actively doing things. And Yuga uh, uh, shows not uh, it's it's share not say or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Show don't tell. And yeah, I mean Yuga did like a great job. I mean one of the big learning
4: lessons we had at Crypto Raiders, uh, and I mean we're still building Crypto Raiders and having a lot of fun doing it. But Crypto Raiders is like a very Detailed, complex, sweaty, like you got to understand the game at a deep level to succeed at it. Dookie Dash, right? Pretty easy to understand really quickly. And I think a lot of uh, people in the space, active studios are like learning that like games that are like easier to digest, especially in web three, give you a more addressable market than like something that's like sweater. Having said that, the game they're building is an auto battler. I love auto battlers. I've played team fight tactics, Hearthstones, auto battlers. I played all of the auto battlers. It's a pretty fun, genre but like that's also what like alluvium is building as well it's a pretty competitive uh
0: niche so we got jonah on stage gaming expert extraordinaire we don't want to go too deep on this but i want to hear from from old joan jonah what's going on amigo
2: jonah you're on a leash man oh <laughs> man how's that how's that leash on
6: you know i broke the twitter algo yesterday with an anime post which was hilarious um but uh very you guys are over complicating it uh, i read the white paper I, I've actually seen the game. They do, they do, they do have a game, so they're not, they're not bullshitting. Uh, the interesting art. Uh, very simply, you could take all 42 pages and, and reduce it to it's, it's a gaming social credit system, and it's a lot of people are doing it. Um, we'll see who wins, but there is about 10 other projects that are working on this in the gaming space, and and but that's not, that's not a bad thing. Uh, basically, it's an on-chain credit system where you you basically create gaming accounts within the Reboot system, and based on how you use the on-chain uh, technology, you'll you'll get certain rewards or certain values back based on how you play or what you play or who you're giving it to.
2: So the uh, let me rephrase, or or uh, maybe just even ask a question about this: Is what you're saying here is that the problem that exists in the market right now? is that we haven't figured out an automated way for gamers to generate money. And here's how we do that. Uh, to, to We solve the play-to-earn problem. This is a problem that exists in society today. Is that what you, you would say the thesis is? Um,
6: yeah, yes and no. Uh, I wouldn't call it a problem more like great for the gaming industry as a whole. Uh, for people who don't even know what I'm saying, I'll even reduce it even further. If you ever had a, an Xbox or a PlayStation and you played a game and you saw an Xbox achievement, that's basically what this is. Except achievements can make you money. There, there. Are, I mean, even we're working on something like this. Everyone is. It's it's great for advertising. It's great for data. It's a it's a very lucrative business if you do it right.
0: Well, there you go. There's
6: maybe, maybe we're working on it. Everyone know what no, the everyone, the, is. Here's the thing: it's not a defensive product, so like everyone's working on it. That's not what. That's not how you win
2: in the system. So. We'll see. We've been having a similar conversation. What's the moat? You know, what's the moat there, that there, you're building there content. that's going to defend you? It's content. And that's a difficult
6: thing. There's, there, there is no it's moat it's it. in, in moat Web 3. It's just content. If you can make better content, you you win. That's it.
2: Okay. Well, uh, Jonah, ladies
0: and gentlemen. <laughs> Bravo. Uh, just having
6: fun. There we go.
2: Having fun uh, on Nick's birthday, ladies and gentlemen. Nick. Uh, oh, happy birthday, by the way. Stop. Hey, thank you uh, you'll catch me swimming in the moat you know <laughs> uh, as, as backstroke I uh, just backstroking in there laughing at my at my arch rivals okay <laughs> and and that's how I typically spend my birthdays out in my private uh, or our company moat you know that's usually where we hang out
0: uh, so Nick what would you like to discuss next uh, Sorry, remi- my apologies I, I, no.
2: I drifted off into a uh, sort of just a, uh, daisical sort of emotional state. No, no, as no worries. I, as at all. I was just enjoying the uh, the vibe of uh, the day, and I'm trying to pull up. Uh, oh my god! No dude, worries. Like, Keep I, in mind
0: in seven. You know ma- one of the
2: issues that I have here. <laughs> what uh, is, that, is that I have forty seven tabs on my browser. PO, and not a single one of them is the one that I'm looking for. That sounds and, you
0: know, that, that sounds definitely. about right. Uh, reminder that in seven yeah. minutes we have buy sell or send with Easy. I'm glad that we have Spencer here too because I want to get Spencer's takes in
2: addition to Nick's. Okay, but go ahead, Nick. So, uh, well, let's actually talk about this other thing uh, because I had it, and, and and you know what's missing from this is another conversation that Spencer brought up yesterday and uh, is related to what Zagabon tweeted. So we went from having a conversation the other day being like, well, uh, all these NFT collections dead, they're dead, they're gone. You know, the, ro- the royalties are, are have completely imploded. And so there's no chance that any of these companies have moving forward. The, mo- the business model has forever changed and they'll never make money. Uh, turns out that was completely wrong. Uh, instead, two things uh, happened that I thought were relevant. And the source of what brought up the royalty conversation was actually a conversation about Zagabond, who uh, last year or the year before, uh, Spencer, you can say when, when it was, I don't remember, uh, tweeted out that they haven't raised VC funding. And uh, normally I'd be like, well, that's not a good thing. How are they going to survive? But it turns out that it's very clear how they're going to survive because it turns out that royalties – have actually doubled or tripled recently. Uh, sorry, so that was the uh, that that was the uh, main takeaway. Signal is frozen, by the way, so it looks like she's sleeping. <laughs> 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 Sleepy signal.
0: <laughs>
5: but but uh, Nick, uh, uh, let, let me say, I've I've been saying this for quite a while, which is that people just don't understand, right? Like you need to be able to market make in the NFT space. Like this is just net beneficial to the whole ecosystem, and everyone was saying, oh. Royalties, you know, half a percent is, you know, it's the end of the world. Companies can't make money anymore. They're just going to sell you stuff. They're going to rug. I mean, they may do that anyway. They may rug. I can't, I can't tell a lie. There's a lot of people who looking like they kind of want to just peace out. You know who they are. But uh you mean individual
0: collections, Spencer? or
5: Yeah, yeah. But like I'm just saying, who like, are they? They're not going to rug because because they're not getting royalties, right? Like we have more than five x volume. We went to half a percent. You might say a lot of that has to do with, um, with uh, blur and bid incentivization, we'll see how that changes. But if we go to 1% fee from half percent fee, then collections, you know, and even if that halves the volume, right, I think equilibrium for collections, total fees paid, is like 2.5%, you can still yeah. kind of market make in that environment, right? You can't market make yeah. when you're paying 12.5%, it just doesn't work. And so with no market makers, volumes go way, 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 way down. And so everyone's complaining 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 and, and the dust settles and at the end of the day since blur token launch has happened they, they've been making more royalties than they've ever made these collections again is that a sustainable environment I don't know but um, I think that if it doesn't sustain with the volume where things are at I think we see it go to one
4: and one and a half percent um, it should be like it percent. should be like credit card transaction fees right Spencer like all in. Marketplace and like creator royalties should never be above like three percent. I feel like, yeah,
0: no, for sure,
4: yeah, yeah,
0: and that's a lot. That like three percent is a lot. You know what I mean? Like, and Visa are very
4: big profitable companies. Yeah, and we talked about this like a while ago because when when we first had the uh, royalties issues on Solana, and like one of the things I looked up was like the rake uh, percentages on sports betting. And online gambling, and literally the higher the rake is, the less amount of traders mathematically that can be profitable. So like people that are in this space, it's healthier for the space for it to approach like credit card level fees where a collection is making like 1%. And as Spencer said, if if that comes lower, then people can trade more and they may end up making the same amount of of royalties anyways. So yeah, I, I think it's it's way healthier. I mean, when you see these things at like 10%. You're just like, dude, this asset has to go up by 10% for me just to break even. It gives me flashbacks to nifty gateway. Like I bought one of those
2: stupid projects, dude, and the, the career royalty was like 25% or like it all was, in. It, it was
4: like
2: 30%. When when was the last time you paid a fee trading stocks? Yeah,
0: like exactly. That,
2: that, the, and, and and essentially uh everything went towards zero. Uh that first it was discount fee monetizing the data. Is essentially what, uh, what you know, Robinhood and a lot of these other places do um, is just sell the data to other people or or utilize it themselves. So I think like inevitably we do head down that path, but at some point you do end up having to figure out like it, it, it the, the model just changes. But uh, volume should theoretically increase if the fees go down and there is more liquidity. And this is kind of all along. What the vision was when we were discussing the uh, upcoming Coinbase marketplace, this is exactly what I was saying. What the 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 vision of the future was is that essentially there should just be it should be purely liquid it, that people should just be trading the NFTs on a regular basis if you want exposure to it. And yes, some people will will hold individual uh, NFTs because they like the art, they feel that there's value associated with it. But essentially, the price of all these things have always been decided by the float in the marketplace anyways. So why not just let the the people who are trading it back and forth go and trade? Because the, the, lo- the, the faster that that happens, the more demand and the more people that actually come in, it's like trading begets more trading and volatility be, uh, uh, creates more interest in that market essentially. So if you have the potential of scalping 20% here and there on a more regular basis or consistent basis, there's a lot of people that are going to feel compelled uh, just with that. And, uh, and I, yeah, I think it attracts more people. It is going to lower the amount of, um, I think, 10Xs potentially that exist because there's so, a lot of the traders move into this one particular area. Um, it, but it, who knows what ends up happening with it. But I, I, do, I just do find it fascinating and think that this was inevitable. And uh, think that it's a net positive for the space, despite the, your inner instinct, which says, this isn't good. The reality is, this is great. Like, the, the, this, is, this is a better situation. It's a small portion of the market, though. I want to be clear that's participating in that. So if we already had a small market, we just made, we the, made it the, smaller. The, the, we made it smaller, which is that segment of people that are like trading on blur on the daily. Yeah, I don't I mean, know.
4: Speaking of trading on the bar on the daily, I put bids on for two checks. I farmed two points and got checks at one ETH. So my ebook on blur farming is coming out tomorrow, free for the first hundred people. Then the price goes up.
0: He's selling an ebook, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I want to throw to Clemente in a second. If I could just weigh in hey, with does my Does
2: it have ordinals in the name, Kicks? Just wondering. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's called.
4: Uh, Ordinal's it's okay. it's a it's a combination about blur and ordinal strategy. Got it. I,
0: I like that. If I could chime in with a hot take, I've long been saying that this is just the natural way that things were going to play out. Um, on the marketplace side, I just don't even want to hear it. If you like, you can easily make a marketplace business you know, not only work, but flourish on a 0.5% fee. The examples that we have so far in the space of OpenSea, apparently OpenSea kept most of their money in Ethereum. It's preposterous. But, it's completely prepo-
2: preposterous. Pio, P- P- how are the artists going to survive in this ecosystem, though, man? Like, how are they going to survive? Well, the second I can- almost guarantee, blur will make a separate
4: system for artists, maybe with one out of one art and stuff like that. It's not that hard
2: for them to oh, do. Hold on. I got an idea, Kex. Maybe they make more art. Like maybe that's <laughs> something that they could actually do. You know, one of the difficult things that I found is working 12 months a year is actually a very difficult thing. Even 11 months is a challenging thing. Oh, God, Nick, on <laughs> your first
0: <you're about> <laughs> Yeah, you're about to get canceled. Uh, but my second hot take is that the priority should be volume on the collections and not what the royalty percentage is. Because if you can figure out a way to get a lot of volume on your collections, there's no there's no problem there. That's that's the problem that you need to solve is how do you get volume on the collection? Getting onto
3: something though, if you release more art, that generates more volume.
0: (laughs) Not wrong. It
2: also (laughs) maybe generates you more income because someone bought the piece that you that you were selling because you're a great artist
0: right now. (laughs) Well, I I will say that Rust, the way that Rust operated, giving away art basically for free every (laughs) single day. I know that not everybody can do the glitch thing, and the glitch thing takes less time than like a hand drawn thing, and. (laughs)
2: How did Damien Hurst survive in the art market? I can't figure it out. Oh, he kept selling art. Like <laughs> oh, that was one of the things. How did Jeffrey Coons continue to make money? He couldn't figure it out. Oh, he made more
0: art. I mean, that that's guy. That guy's just things. that guy's like a sales guy. That guy's like Wolf of Wall Street level. So that's a different thing. But anyway, uh, Clemente, you have your hand raised. Then we're going into my new favorite segment: Buy Seller Send It to Zero with Easy Eats Bodega. Clemente, what's going on? Yeah, just wanted to provide some some data points based on what we were talking about as far as royalties go. Um, I was looking at Moonbirds over the last twenty eight days, so essentially the February they made four hundred and forty three thousand dollars just Moonbirds off of royalties, uh, and in January, the That's previous twenty eight day period, they made hundred and thirty grand. So they made about a two point five x increase in Nick, royalties last Nick, year. Nick, let, me, let said, me take this quickly, and then we'll go to you because it's your birthday. I just got to take this. Clemente, you're very young. You don't understand. You can't run a business with no overhead on $440,000 in revenue from a single revenue stream in one month. It's not possible, Clemente. You need to make exactly, way more than
4: engineers, that. Engineers cost at least 100000 a month, so you only could hire
2: like four of them. <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do? I was actually going to say the best move that they made was canceling their conference because that generated a ton of volume. They ended up making <laughs> money. You, you know the name of the game? It's create a bunch of hope and anticipation. And then crush as the it. <laughs> price go up and then demolish everybody. And volume is just going to stay so constant. And you're just printing money all the way to the bank. This is a genius strategy, Pio. Hey, everybody, we're <laughs> rugging this project. Okay, all right, okay. Nifty Portal is a full-blown rug. Stop it, stop Congratulations. it. Congratulations, just dump it. <laughs> Good uh, ride. Send ladies and it g- to zero.
0: Clemente, uh, I'm in an undisclosed location. I actually don't have my audio effects loaded up. If you if you have the audio effect, that is a work in progress for buy, sell, or send it to zero. Please, uh, if you'd chime in with it, that'd be awesome.
2: But ladies and gentlemen, how many messages did you get on that sound effect, PO? How many people were saying, holy cow, that was, that was the banger?
0: Uh, don't worry because we have new ones queued up. We've got a uh, we got a team building them out actually, which is pretty exciting. But anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of my favorite segments, and I'm pumped that we have Spencer here for it too. This is buy, sell, or send it to zero with our very own Easy Eats Bodega. This is the segment where Easy lets us know if he's buying a given collection, selling a given collection, or sending it to zero. We have five different collections on tap today. Clemente, please. Buy seller, send it to zero with easy. I'm a buyer. Oh! It, it's going to wow. zero. Wow! Yeah.
2: Zero, send it to zero easy. It, it, this thing is garbage. It doesn't
0: need work. It doesn't need work. But uh, but hey, let's go easy. Each book
4: just crank that volume up a little bit. send it max.
0: Send it easy. Are you ready for buy, sell, or send it oh, to zero?
3: I was born ready. No better day than today.
0: Let's cook. Pepe checks open edition by Vince Van Doe. 238K supply. Currently serve as a raffle for weekly Pepe cards. This is Pepe checks at .023 Ethereum. Buy, sell, or send it.
3: Uh, I'm probably a seller here. You can make a case for send it to zero because it's a 300K supply. And right now- the more and more drops of future ones has me concerned. The first ones had the hype. So if you got into those, you basically guaranteed your cost basis because the lowest one was going for half an ETH. But we've seen what happens with meme cards. We've seen what happened with the Meeb cards. And as they keep sending stuff, there's some concern. So as you continue <laughs> to emit more supply, price go down.
2: Who saw that coming? <laughs> uh, that? Launching an infinite supply ERC 1155.
3: It's only 300K, contract. Nick. It's only 300K. There's okay. enough for, for 300,000 for each trader in the space. Didn't, right didn't
5: now. you hear doodles?
0: It's all rare. It's, <laughs> 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 all rare. it's all rare. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all rare. Stop checking. Um, Spencer, buy, seller, or send it to zero.
5: Send it to zero. Okay. Well, wow. we got a feisty
0: Spencer here. <laughs> okay. And so easy. Was that a sell?
5: I'll
3: sell here. Yeah. I mean, you're going to capitalize on 0.03 for hey, 300,000 supply.
5: What's the difference between sell and send it to zero?
3: Send it to zero is like there's no potential like return trade. Like the project's donezo. Sell means like this there's is an the opportunity to the dumbest project, project it. ever.
5: All right. Uh, send all it right. to zero <laughs> is like <laughs> down I'll, only. All yeah. revised. But, but like, I would sell because it's down almost.
3: I think that these sub point oh one (laughs) again, like if they go to point oh oh five, like there's an opportunity to buy fifty and then have a chance to hit one and recoup easy cost
5: basis because
6: it's Vincent Dell.
5: Like he'll give you an artist.
6: I think there's 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 a buy here
5: for sure but it's it's very low. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think that analysis kind of says it all. But to give you an example, Spencer, uh, Easy said send it to zero on uh, Rare A Pepe Yacht Club, which is a, a call that I agree with. That would be a send it to zero example as opposed to a sell example. Next collection. This is a good one. This is spicy. This is going to get some responses on the timeline. Invisible Friends, one of the most hyped up promoted mints of early 2022 5,000 supply collection. At this point, it serves as a ticket to mint, and I'm not making this name up, garbage, friends. If you guys recall, it minted at 0.2 Ethereum and immediately ran up to literally 9 Ethereum on the first day, Um the current floor. I still have the text from PO saying, "Do I
3: sell here at nine point eight And I was literally all capitals: "Take profit, get I,
2: out."
0: I did make wait twenty thousand dollars on Invisible Friends, so that was a good decision. Um, Anyway, Sorry,
2: what's garbage friends?
0: So, uh, garbage friends is the follow-up collection to Invisible oh, Friends by Motion God. Marcus. Anyway, the floor price of invisible.
3: Hate my answer here. Invisible, Fr-
0: invisible friends is one point ninety-five Ethereum right now. Easy buy, sell, I'm or a buyer.
3: Oh, <gasps> it's going to two and a half, maybe even higher. You see the run-up for the guaranteed mint for Motion Marcus's next project. I also like. I'm definitely biased here because they keep collaborating with Kith and I love their clothes and they have the redeemables coming up. So like there's definitely some bias in that just because I think that they actually have really good merch and like an existing partnership there. But I'm a buyer going into the Garbage Friends release. Um, and then you also have Iron Paw Gang, which is another upcoming project from that same ecosystem.
0: And
4: wow. easy, a little little uh, data point. It's pretty much been holding this this floor that it's sitting at right now since With August unique holders 14th. going up. Yeah, August fourteenth of last year. So a little like consolidation at the two ETH level.
3: And that the two ETH level is like a big mental number. I think if it can maintain over that, it's just gonna run. Like take a quick. And that's the thing. Like we're not looking for home runs here. Base hits add up. That's the thing. Like we get back up to two six, two five. I'm perfectly happy with a little half ETH swing there.
0: A six month consolidation at two ETH. Nick, buy seller, send it to zero.
2: Uh, invisible friends is a rug, as I've always said, (laughs) and, and the community there is always offended when I say it, just give it time, just give it time. You know, uh, a lot of people right now, oh yeah, Moshe Marcus is doing some stuff. So he's not, he's not a rugger. He's, he's actively out there, uh, building things. But I, I, just think, you know, it's, it's just a vibe sort of thing that I have. This isn't a knock against the community. It's clearly a very vocal community. And I appreciate that. You know, if there's any bullish indicator, Uh, for a project, it is that the community is there. Sort of like Guttercat Gang that was big fans of me buying uh, and also selling because I was clearly a short-term participant in that ecosystem. I feel similar about Invisible Friends. Um, In all honesty, the artist is great, but it feels way more uh, execution-wise like an art project than it does feel like uh, someone out there developing. Like, what other things have been done by Invisible Friends. The Kith
0: collaboration is the big thing. And I should say, art collections are okay. But when you have an art collection, you're banking on some progress, basically either in the art world, like if all of a sudden Invisible Friends is in uh, the Louvre or in LACMA, that could be a bullish indicator. Or you're banking on people like in the Izuki case, just deciding... We love this art, we love this vibe, and we're here for this vibe no matter what happens.
2: The Azuki price, though, it sounds like, and there was another tweet I had seen uh, where they were discussing uh, back when Ryan was at Proof, and uh, him and Kevin Rose were on a podcast. Essentially, it seemed like a lot of uh, their rich friends in San Francisco ended up collecting these assets. And uh, based on what Spencer was saying about Azuki, it was really speaking with VCs who ended up buying it and creating a large enough supply of people that just won't sell at any price, uh, because they're not even paying attention to it. And I think that, uh, that, that ends up being like sort of the, the key attribute between, uh, basically you know, some- it's
4: kind of like coins in a car, you know, when you have like, you know, like nickels and dimes in there and you just never touch it. Cause you know,
2: you're that loaded. Exactly. <laughs> so like if you can get a large enough cohort of people that are making a million dollar or million dollar plus salaries, uh, your, your floor price is going to go up. And, uh, and, and the best part is th- they don't pay attention at all to whatever is going on in your collection. Uh, so, And they're certainly not listening to this show. So, But shout out to everyone that is and is holding on to a rug project like Invisible Friends. Let's go on to the next project.
0: Real Whoa, quick, Spencer. Geez. Spencer, buy, <laughs> sell, or send it.
2: You're muted, Spencer. Yeah,
5: I, I would say I'm probably at my point of indifference here. Like, uh, I think if you are interested in the ecosystem, it's not an unreasonable buy, but I wouldn't be Climbing over other people to try and you know grab me some more invisible friends,
0: but that's it, not an enough. Indifference isn't an option, you got to buy, sell, or send it to zero spend. that's what makes the game fun.
5: But but I would both buy and
0: sell. Mm. Anyway. Would you, which <laughs> one would you do first?
5: Well, it depends if I had any. If I had any, I'd buy, I'd sell, and then I'd buy.
0: <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's the thing
5: <laughs> sell everything. And then just place blur bids to buy back your bags. That's probably the meta right now. If you want to be honest,
0: I had high hopes for Spencer being here for the game, ladies and gentlemen. But sometimes people won't play ball. Go ahead, Nick. I
2: also, I just want to say, uh, uh, my my invisible friends thing is just to be uh, d- just to be a jerk. So there's no, uh, I, I actually don't feel that way about invisible friends. I'm I'm more along uh, Spencer's side of things where I'm just kind of indifferent on the project and. I think we need uh, more information on some of these projects because it's it's just like there's so many in the ecosystem. It's hard to retain attention in this space, and that's the thing. Like that was sort of my critique of Pixel Vault, also, and the and the and the and the companies that have done really well is really like uh, Yuga Labs is the one that's like done great at retaining attention, and I think that's really the name of the game. And Pudgy Penguins is one of those as well that keeps being able to get that attention coming back. That's all that matters, and that's all that's valued in this space, in addition to the number of apparently rich holders that you have uh, in your ecosystem. So...
0: Yeah, and the audience is weighing in. Uh, Yeah, I think a lot of people are disappointed. A lot of people thought that Spencer was going to be basically an all-star at this game, and people are just disappointed. They're underwhelmed by Spencer's participation, but we're going to give him another shot. Speaking of art projects, we got another art project. I'd argue it's even more of an art project, Heads by Matt Fury. It's a 1,000 supply collection. The artist Matt Fury infamously or famously created Pepe the Frog, what has now become a core Uh, character in memeing of the crypto space in actually some underground communities like 4chan and other, you know, crazy spots. But regardless heads is at 1.8 Ethereum right now on our project in its purest form, easy buy, sell or send a heads to zero.
3: So right now, one seven five, I am a buyer. Um, Same here. Extremely low supply. It's down 44% over the last seven days. So massive pullback Mm. at the moment. The floor is paper thin to 2-2. Like I'm talking six listings. All it takes is one decent name buyer to hit any sort of trigger. And you're going to see people get back into this, especially considering when the peak of this was three and a half ETH. So that alone, like for a half an ETH swing, that's kind of like, on some of these over an ETH, I'm looking for like a half ETH profit if I can get it. 40, 30 to 50% is like right around that target. So if we can get back into that 2-2 range, you can probably get in and out of this fairly quickly.
0: There you go. A little buy call from easy. Nick, you also are buying at 1.75 ETH heads by Matt Fury.
2: Wait, there were two heads. So uh heads was the was the collection of what were the rare ones? The, the rare one ones one- are p-
0: pods or p- peds, oh, P E D Z. It's a it's a pegs, play on pods.
2: That's right. And those were going, those cost like 25 ETH or something like that, right? Uh, well, they were, they were like, you know, they were ex- expensive. Yeah. Yeah. The floor is 20 ETH. So, and, and uh, these were selling for like ludicrous sums at the peak of like ETH. One just sold for 12.7. Another one went to an offer for 4.6. That That's, uh, that's sold pretty illiquid
3: assets. That's the thing. But heads on the other hand, does it did 10 eighth volume yesterday? So like for me, that's solid. We're looking at about 16% listed. I'm that's I wish we were a little bit closer to 20% listed. I usually look for 20% listed is my short term bottom, 10% listed, short-term top. And that's where you can just trade listing ranges. So that's kind of where I'm looking here.
0: Well, I mean, there's definitely more liquidity on on heads. Uh Spencer, heads at 1.75 ETH. Do you buy, sell, or send it to zero?
5: I think it's a sell. Um I know this is a weird take. I, I think Matt Fury, super, super respected. I just these art for art's sake projects. Like, I think the the cap, if you want to be in that in that space, I would be looking at Ranga. Um, I really would. Like, out of, out of those kind of projects, it's a similar price point. And they also don't seem like they're doing much in sort of art for art's sake, but they maybe are doing a little bit more. Um, whereas I haven't heard of anything that, like, is being done with heads. But also, like, I'm not the hugest art collector in the space, which I know is kind of funny to say. Um, But I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's felt relevant.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say with the easy that these are a buy, because if in the next 90 days, there's probably will be some kind of catalyst event whereby these would become a buy. Don't know when that's going to happen, but I do see something coming up. And anything that will have Matt Fury's name on it will make these run. So if over a ninety day time frame, I think these are a buy.
3: And look at like what's happening with Pepe's in general right now. You have a bunch of Pepe derivative meme card style things kicking off. Like you still have to understand the root cause of it is like this artist. So like that alone could be a catalyst or a trigger. He does anything for one of these drops. These run. Like it's it's just there's too many outside factors that are getting liquidity that I think, and like we said, the floor price right now is literally six deep to go from one seven five to two three.
0: It's an interesting one. I One thing I would throw out there is I do believe that there's been some sort of activity from Matt Fury in the past with like Christie's or Sotheby's or some of the big auction houses. Like mm-hmm. I do think he's got some sort of rep in the actual art world. Um, so that it plays into it, right? Uh, anyways, next collection. This is the fourth out of the fifth. To recap, we've, had, we've done Pepe Checks by Vince Van Doe, Invisible Friends by Motion Marcus and the Random Character Collective, Heads by Matt Fury. We got two more. This one you're going to get a bias take from Easy because he disclosed to us that he bought this today. But Pixelmon at .35 Ethereum, Pixelmon is maybe the most what? iconic rug pull of all time in the NFT space. They raised seventy six. I mean, it just sounds ridiculous to even say it. They raised seventy six million dollars through their mint. Uh, they underwent what we call an RNA. A rug and acquisition so they have new leadership, allegedly, like whatever that actually means. Anyway, Pixelmon at .35 Ethereum. Easy, you bought one today, so you're biased, but are you buying, selling, or sending it to zero?
3: I'm so mad I bought this. I thought (laughs) I was getting an egg so I'd be able to open it like on stream or something fun. And sure enough, that wasn't the case. Uh, It was actually revealed and blur lied to me. So I'm already looking to just get out of this thing uh, as quickly as I can. I have no idea when the game's coming. So, the game. I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't want to say send to zero because they have teased gameplay footage, but I'm not a buyer here. Like, I'm looking at them. It's up 24% over the last week. So, it has had buyers 22 ETH volume in the last day, 100 ETH volume in the last seven days. And Dragons are still selling for five ETHs, but I'm probably capitalizing on profit here.
0: I'm going to send it to zero. I'm going to weigh in and send it to I know, zero. I
3: know
2: you are. <laughs> Nick? I see you thinking about it. You're thinking. So I, I, I don't like Pixelmon in particular. <clears throat> it makes me wonder, though, I'm being more philosophical at the moment on some of the projects in this space and, I'm, uh, and maybe even self-reflective uh, on sort of my takes on some of these things. As much as I entertain uh, or, and enjoy kind of shitting on uh, arbitrary projects just for the engagement, The reality is, is like, I'm trying to figure out where's the line drawn on like, what are we like, what is the market actually looking for and where are the people like, how do we discern the, the, the difference between those that are in it for the art, those that are in it for the flipping, which is, um, uh, where, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) had to sneeze there. Um, the, uh, well, like those that were flipping during the uh, bull run, which was everybody, and then those that are like truly hardcore traders. It feels like the those are like the three areas of it, and I guess maybe the fourth is those that aren't even um, doing it but hoping that they can uh, sell something into this ecosystem. They're not. They're not on the collecting side, and uh, and I don't know. I'm just sort of like, are, uh, of of all the projects in the space, Pixelmon just feels like I, I don't like. If the game is communication, I don't know what the hell is going on there. And like, why would you buy this? Like, why? what reasonable individual is going to buy this project? It's a bet that somehow it's
0: going to go up.
3: I mean, you got to think, too, like, this might sound crazy, but like, I genuinely believe that over the next 12 to 24 months, you're going to see a surge of games in general, especially with this uh, Unity plugin for 13 different blockchains. Like, that in itself is a big help to actually kind of drive some action there. And all it's going to take is one game to pop off to cause secondary price action on the rest of the ones that have existed just purely from a FOMO standpoint. So, like, I'm not looking at this to be like, this thing is going to send me 700 ETH. But, like, there's, a, in my opinion, some spec... Like, I'm even giving myself a bull case. Like, I may may have to go buy here and hold this damn thing to half an ETH. But, like, (laughs) we've seen that type of FOMO pressure step into the space whenever there's even a remote catalyst. And I think this Unity thing was so under-talked about yesterday that as the first game rolls this out and sees how seamless it is to make a game look good and have a, quote, Web3 plug-in, that it's going to cause FOMO on existing games. Like, even Mechaverse could see legs because
2: they rolled out some stuff already.
1: The, the game teasers did, look absolutely- really good for Pixelmon. The
2: game teasers well, look gonna good. going to take a counterpoint. Here's the reality: If you were buying, uh, th- th- there's one-off trades to be made. Like if you bought axes before Axie Infinity blew up, then you made a bunch of money. Uh, but uh, in general, it, the that's not a long-term, uh, uh, like sustainable thing for most people because games implies essentially infinite supply most of the time, and uh, and there's rare games. I I don't know. And Spencer could speak to this with magic and some of these other places, but my understanding, and I was researching it with like Pokemon this morning, for example, which I never collected the cards. That was the, the next generation after me. But, uh, in terms of, uh, collecting those cards, my understanding is no one really played the game and that there was also speculation essentially rampant in the market, but even within the things that were valuable, all of them had these short-term pumps and then dumps, basically. So you can now get a rare Charizard or something for far less than it used to cost. Now Even it's like six a couple months hundred ago, bucks or something.
3: Six months ago, you, like a PSA 10 Charizard was worth significantly more than it is today. But it's like these collectible items go in similar cycles. Like LeBron rookie cards, six to 12 months ago, were 10,000 plus for a PSA seven or eight. And now they're down to a couple hundred bucks. Like They shift in the same like cycle as uh, collectibles in general. But like when it comes to gaming, and like you put it perfectly, if you're early on a game, it's just it's not getting stuck with it. Like you basically have to sell into any hype that it gets. And I think we see that wave of games where, as long as you're one of the first five to ten thousand players in any game, when these start churning out
2: quickly, there's going to be some serious opportunity. The, if if uh, trading NFTs is a game then we need to have a way in which like there's uh, the the biggest gap. And I think that there's a few places that are solving it. I see so rare. I look at these other places. The biggest gap to that is how do you make it fun without basically the average person getting wrecked? And I think that's like, that's legitimately the average situation. We're discussing it all the time, but somehow despite, you know, we we make a joke of like me losing money on a trade. And and I enjoy doing that. Like obviously, I don't lose enjoy losing thousands and thousands of dollars. Like it was depressing to see how much I lost on my V friend too. <laughs> just looking at that, being like, I lost ten grand. That's ridiculous. That's an absurd amount of money to lose on something like that. No one's going to enjoy losing that much money. I'm just saying straight up. And I might as well go to a casino or something like that and play blackjack. Like I I, I just don't know what the how you end up making that uh, that area of it more more um, exciting, and in the interim, I don't know. I'm just having this. I'm having a philosophical morning, and maybe it's just because I'm getting older, and uh, and I feel like what well, what the hell am I doing? But uh, <laughs> like, I, I think that's like one of the things that I think this market is going to need an answer for, and we need more people that are operating in this space that are making things that are actually enjoyable. For one, I think the the yoga game was fun but the average person is not gonna spend buy a 3500 dollars ticket to to go play a flash game if we're being like realistic about it they're gonna the the gamers are essentially the the real people playing are like the perth mongrel who won and you're gonna have the high rollers table which is the pro gamers that are playing putting chips in the same way that poker players go to put at, at, at playing
0: because they believe they have a chance to win a big pot
2: Exactly. And so I see that going on and that's cool. But how does the average person participate? And I think of true collectibles, baseball cards, Pokemon cards, any of these other different things, Magic the Gathering, some of this other stuff. Magic was accessible. And uh, whereas Warhammer, this other thing, which is a niche subset of it, which was physical things, was so expensive for the average person to play. We need to more. paint
3: them and all, do all this other BS. Yeah,
2: and it was so hard. yeah. Like, And I was like, dude, I'm not that good of a painter. Jeez, like, <laughs> bro, like these I'm little like, tiny I, baby reels in was, the, I was oh. like, holy shit. They looked so cool. But then rapidly you realize that, damn, I need to spend thousands of dollars and I need to be good at painting. So that's not a good thing. But uh, I, that's the bottom line is I, I, I just feel like there's a lot more opportunity in this space right now. And if gaming's it, it's not going to be with, at thousands of dollars. It's going to be us paying $5 and making $50 or us paying $5 and making $100 and trying to do that at scale. That's fun and that's low risk. And I think that's where it's headed. So we need to make that transition into that space as quickly as possible so not everyone is getting just completely fucking wrecked on, the, on, on, this, uh, on these high, high bet trades.
0: I love the philosophy. Easy, was that a sell, buy, or send it to zero on Pixelmon?
3: A sell, we'll go with sell. Oh, it's then. a sell. I, I'm taking profit here on these. I just don't see what the catalyst could be unless all of
5: a sudden the game launched tomorrow.
0: Spencer, are you buying, selling, or sending Pixamon to zero?
5: I think send this one to zero.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
5: okay, it's not actually going to go zero because they do have money. Like, And every time I say something like that, the team's out. It, 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 well, there's a couple of projects where if you ever tweet about them being a rug, you have just summoned the reply guys from the project. And even to like, a questionable degree, where you're like, is the project just like, botting about like their name mentions to like do this and this is one of those projects so um I don't know it's 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 just if they like they were acquired haven't seen a lot like the, the gameplay looks good but if I remember correctly that's a that's a game that is like interoperable with a bunch of rug pulled projects that have been acquired and it's not like a native game that they've actually built um I think the the biggest value proposition in all of pixelmon is Kevin.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. It's like- but also, it's like, how much more money do these people need? They took seventy-six million. They just got an extra 0. 0.35. Like, come on, guys. At what point, like, are we not getting a product delivered? I mean, I know some people have like they're never going to trade trump cards. Because they hate Trump For me it's pixel one Like (laughs) It's just like How like How can you extract So much money And like Almost 12 months later Or I I think about 12 months now We still don't really have anything So I don't know It just kind of For me on this one Just because It just leaves a bad taste It'd be a send it to zero Until we actually see something
0: there you go. Send it to zero from Signal. Last one, ladies and gentlemen. Love this segment. It's It sparked a little bit of philosophical discussion, which I absolutely love. Reminder, we did Pepe checks, Invisible Friends, Heads by Map Fury, Pixelmon, and now the final collection, Other Deed, Yuga. Has recently claimed to be putting a large priority on other side and gaming going forward in 2023. After bottoming out at 0.9 Ethereum in late November 2022, Other Deed has recovered and done a nice 2x since then. It currently sits around 1.8 Ethereum. Easy, are you buying, selling, or sending Other Deed to zero?
3: I'm selling it here. I want some clarity on when this, if we get another 100k supply on it, uh, 100,000 assets for a metaverse that could be a game is interesting. But now Yuga also has whatever these mechs are. So I think that's going to be the major focus here for the time being. Um, at like one eight two, I think we can, I think we sell it down to like 1.4, 1.5 area before we get another like relief rally back to 2. It, it's in this weird range though. Like I don't think we see one ETH again. Uh, it's been able to maintain over that. And when Yuga assets were pumping, we saw back over 2. But I'm pretty content selling it here. If I'm still holding any of those assets, I was content selling it on mint day. So I got no problem selling it here too.
0: So we got a sell from easy, Nick. Are you buying, selling, or sending other deed to zero? Uh, I'm just holding here,
2: you know. Not uh, an option. Y-
0: Not one of the three options in the game.
2: What's the, what's the price? 1.3? 1.8. Oh, I, I, I'd, I'd probably sell. No, this is a buy. You have the second Dude, trip. Dude, shut up. Soon. No, you have the second trip coming up soon. The price, I think there'll be positive price action. No, but I'm saying, like, just temporarily it goes down to one point three. And then I, I'd buy I'd buy there. Um, but uh I mean, at least it's not as much supply as the some of these other things with hundreds of thousands. Uh, yeah, but it's
3: a hundred thousand over an ETH.
2: Like that's a crazy. There's no way parking. this dips to one point three with the second trip this month, like to the others. There's no way.
0: Well, B- right. Bunny has spoken. Spencer, buy, sell, or send other deed to zero.
5: I think we go back above two E. I I think it's a buy here.
2: Whoa. A lot of counterpoints to me. Bunny and Spencer on the same page as usual. I feel like we need to start snapping and whistling at each other in the street now and have a little dance-off. I like, like that you're idea.
5: Deed, you're always another deed and your last coda is your...
0: <laughs> I like that. I like the vintage dance-off. It's a it's a wonderful way to settle uh, serious issues is a dance-off. So, okay. <laughs> Just for the record, uh, Easy is a seller of other deed. Hey, since we're getting way in from everybody's signal, are you buying, selling, or sending other deed to zero? Uh,
1: the, the horizon's always 90 days. So I'm going to say it's a buy because of the summoning. In the, in the next 90 days,
0: mm. we got some big brains, Signal, Spencer, and the biggest brain of them all, Bunny, all calling for buys here. So we'll have to see what happens. Look, ladies and gentlemen, that was your edition of Buy, Sell, or Send It to Zero with Easy Eats Bodega and Friends today. That was a sell of Pepe checks, if I recall correctly, not a send it to zero. It was a buy of Invisible Friends, according to Easy. Easy, was it a buy or a sell on heads? It was a buy. A buy. It was a buy. Oh, buy. It was a sell on Pixelmon or not ascended to zero?
3: Sell. Oh, just sell. Because I do think there's gonna be game FOMO. Like that's my catalyst. Is like there, I think there will be game FOMO introduced here in some capacity
0: so it's a sell on pixelmon and it's a sell on other deed according to easy but some opposition from bunny signal and spencer on whether that was the right move ladies and gentlemen reminder that the show is sponsored by so rare a free-to-play fantasy sports nft platform built on layer two ethereum like i mentioned 20 million dollars plus volume in February in the books on so rare including a $69,000, gotta love NFT people's pricing, $69,000 sale on a LeBron James card. The previous month, we had almost a $200,000 sale on a Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak card. Uh, they've so rare has locked in big-time investors, by the way, Alexis Ohanian, Serena Williams, and some NBA players like Rudy Gobert and Blake Griffin. On the institutional side, you got SoftBank, you got Lion Tree. This company is no joke. They'd raised the biggest funding round in European history, no joke, in late 2021, over 600 million bucks. It's free to play. So you sign up, you get a batch of free NFTs and you can use those NFTs to play. If you want to step up to the high roller table, you can just come out the gate and buy packs and play with the high rollers once you have your feet wet, either way, you can participate in that way and you know potentially make some money by getting some high value NFTs and selling them or rolling them back in so you have a better chance of getting more high value NFTs. So you can sign up for SoRare at the nifty.com T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y dot com slash SORAR. S-O-R-A-R-E to sign up. We also have leagues ourselves that you can play in. Uh, And did I mention that SoRare just locked in a four-year deal with the English Premier League, which is the biggest football league in the world. So we got NBA, MLB, and the English Premier League. There's one more league that comes to mind, and I wouldn't be surprised uh, if in the future you see them lock that in, but that's just my speculation. Anyway, sign up at thenifty.com slash SoRare, T-H-E-N-I-F-T-Y dot com slash so rare nick birthday boy any closing thoughts for the audience before we wrap here no all right hey it's his birthday and he can be short if he wants to ladies and gentlemen hey shout out to everybody that joined the show today I, the,
2: the reason i'm short is i saw the most disturbing shit in my twitter feed just now which i just don't understand like there's now no filter basically oh boy and so violent and Literally a video of a person being murdered. Is oh, boy. My Twitter feed right now. I thought you How were going to... the gonna- fuck is that
0: even... That's not like, a birthday I, present. I thought you were going to say something. I don't
2: understand something. what the hell that is. Dude, I, that's some like ridiculous stuff.
0: I thought it was going to be like some Armenian guy's back hair in the sauna or something like that. That would really uh,
2: you know, that would throw me
0: for a loop. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, shout out to all of our speakers, Nifty Nick, funniest man in the business, Spencer representing for Institutional Capital and one of the top if not the top performing NFT fund, Spencer Ventures, Easy Eats Bodega, Trader extraordinaire, and the founder of Bodago soon to be the number one Uh, NFT collection on a blockchain near you. Signal, the host of artist Spotlight, uh, author at this point in the NFT ecosystem. Absolute badass. Love to hear her takes. Very, very analytical uh, stuff coming from Signal's Corner. Kicks the founder of Crypto Raiders and uh, Cyber Stadium, soon to hit a blockchain near you, actually really, really soon. Bunny, one of the funniest guys, but uh, someone that's showing up for content day in and day out, doing his own show, What's Cooking with Bunny, crushing it, showing up every damn day, love to see it, Bunny's serious business. Of course, our producer, Clemente. Clemente, any closing thoughts before I wrap? Go uh, check out the tweet summarizing buy, sell, send it to zero. Show us some love. Let us know what you think. Thanks again, guys. Absolutely love it. Shout out to Clemente. Couldn't be happier that he is on the team at this point. Anyway, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. We will catch you tomorrow, Thursday, March 2nd. We will see you then. Check out Easy's content today. See you guys.